Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunday service of Free Community Church. Uh, a very happy post-Thanksgiving to all of you, if you all celebrate Thanksgiving, and it's less than a month to go for Christmas. So I just wanted to say that uh, in all Thanksgiving, be grateful for life, for not, every, for not everybody made it this far. It's a bit macabre, but yeah, we should all be thankful that we are able to gather here together to worship God in one place, whether on-site or online. So let us now prepare our hearts with a call to worship. Hungry for meaning. Welcome home. Thirsty for purpose. Welcome, Welcome home. home. Yearning for comfort. Welcome, Welcome home. home. Burning for challenge. Welcome, Welcome home. home. Ready for learning. Welcome home. Eager for serving. Welcome, welcome home and, and welcome, welcome to, to worship. worship. So now let's join the worship team together for a time of worshipping together. Great is 
Psalm 34, 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt God's name together. Let us pray. Oh, God, the creator, we pray for peoples involved in violent conflict, especially in Gaza. We pray that humanitarian aid and personnel may effectively and safely reach the victims of war. You hear their cries and laments. You witness the destroyed bodies, homes, and essential infrastructure. Please bend the hearts and will of world leaders to negotiate an end to the violence. Increase in us the recognition that we are all your children. Help us to magnify your name, O Lord, so that you may be glorified among the nations. 
O God of compassion, we pray for those who have special needs in our community. To all who suffer any sickness or weakness, give health and strength. To all who are disturbed or troubled, give rest and understanding. To all who are lonely and alienated, give fellowship and love. To all who grieve and sorrow, give comfort and assurance. To all who are aged and frail, give homes of comfort and safety, and others to help them, and a willingness to accept help. We especially pray for Molly in hospice care to receive the gift of your indwelling peace. Help us to magnify your name, O Lord, so that you may be glorified in our community. O God of wisdom, as we gather for the annual general meeting this afternoon, help us as a household of faith to reflect with gratitude on the past year and to discern a shared vision for the year ahead. Help us to magnify your name, O Lord, so that you may be glorified in our church. Though we are so small and you are so grand, help us nevertheless to magnify your name. Help us to make the nature of your grace larger and easier for people to see. Help us to live in such a way so that we become like magnifying glasses through which our neighbors and coworkers and children and friends can see you come into focus. Help us to magnify your name, O Lord, so that you may be glorified in our daily lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Every hand that reaches out 
Every hand that reaches out to offer peace Every single act of mercy Every step to kingdom come All the hope in every heart will sing what love has done Let's sing it For as long as I shall live, I will testify to love. I'll be a witness in the silences when words are not enough. With every breath I take, I'll give thanks to God above. For as long as I shall live, I will testify to love. Just the voices. As I shall live, I will testify to love. I'll be a witness in the silences when words are not enough. With every breath I take, I'll give thanks to God above. For as long as I shall live, I will testify to love. For as long as I shall live. In the silences When words are not enough With every breath I take I'll give thanks to God above For as long as I shall live I will testify to Sorry about that. <laughs> Good morning. Sometimes we get so used to certain things and then one thing is out of rhythm and yeah, we don't have things in place. But good morning everyone. Thank you for joining us here today on this Sunday. May, may I invite you to first pray with me. God, as we gather, may the words from my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you. Amen. So I see some new faces um, and maybe some people, new people have joined us online. We have been using Menti um, as a tool, it's an app online, um, to engage and to reflect and to participate um, in this sermon. Um, and today especially, uh, I'm, there are questions that are asked that um, get you thinking um, and reflecting, and your participation will be quite helpful um, and make the, the, the uh, at least the sermon, more applicable to you and as we engage and reflect today. So I would like to invite you to either scan the QR code or go to fcc.li slash mentee and then you can um, 
you will get uh, the, when the questions prompt, you can enter your, your answers into um, as we go along this sermon. So today's sermon is how we go from here. And no, it is not a mistake. You know, usually we ask where we go from here. Um, I do intend the question to be how and not where because um, we should know where already, where we are going. And this sermon is as much as the closing of the sermon for, of the everyone's um, sermon series as it is also the sermon that charts the way forward for 2024. Um, and this is uh, like a summary in some ways. So for those of you who joined us the first time or are quite new to FCC, this is a bit of an anomaly because um, uh, in, in some ways you're watching the last episode of the series and you go, what's happening, right? Um, without the build-up of the entire arc. It's like hopping in to watch Loki Season 2, Episode 6, which I really, really loved, without watching Loki Season 1 and Season 2. Um, I would like to invite you to, because now that we have all our sermons online on YouTube, you can go back and revisit the sermon arc. You can watch all our sermons, right, all the way back to the COVID days or even before. Um, and, but I, today's sermon, I'm not going to dive into um, exposition of the Bible passages or not. Today is more like a review of 2023 and a look ahead into 2024 and a prequel. You know, you know, I'm a I'm a Marvel fan or a Star Wars fan. A prequel to this to this afternoon's annual general meeting. So after 20 years of being church, right, or doing church, I think that we are not going to be asking where we go from here, because I think we do have some idea of where we are heading. We know we have a special calling that God has placed upon us. And last week, David highlighted this, right? FCC has a special role in Singapore. And we fulfill a vital role in Christianity because we are kind of the, you know, one of the few, I would say few because there are few emerging ones as well, progressive Christian community in Singapore, right? We, we play a special role as a safe place for LGBTQ Christians to call home um, and to worship without needing to hide themselves or to suppress their sexual orientation or gender identity. We are a place where we explore different kinds of theologies and ask questions in a non-judgmental environment that we can grow, you know, there's no questions that's too, um, too out of whack, right? Um, if it's... You know, I would, if there's a question that I go, hmm, you know, where is this question coming from, right? But we want to have questions. We want to explore. Um, we want to be able to take things apart and put them back together again, right? We are also a prophetic religious voice at a national level, and I think more than a national level, um, to show that Christians are not all the same and speak out against injustice and marginalization of people who are on the margins, people who are oppressed. We are also a space where we want to have a deeper understanding and learn from and work together with people of other faiths or people who are secular, who do not have any religious tradition. And we also minister large to those who are 
ignored by society or, or underserved in different ways. We have been working with Tea Shelter. We have a tea mart that delivers groceries to transgender elderly who lives in rental homes. Um, we have been um, ministering to uh, people living with HIV and people who um, struggle with mental health issues, right? This Sunday is the last Sunday of the litur liturgical year. So for those of you who might not be very churchy, um, the liturgical year actually starts on the first Sunday of Advent, that's next Sunday, and then leads up to Christmas. So it, the liturgical year does not start on Christmas or on New Year. It actually starts on the first Sunday of Advent. So today is the last Sunday of the litur liturgical year, which was, is quite apt, given that it's the last of our sermon arc, it's uh, close to the end of the year, Good for reflection, right? Today is also, interestingly, um, and as always, that Sunday is always closest to um, World AIDS Day. You know? um, so um, today is a Sunday between the Transgender day, uh, day of Remembrance and World AIDS Day. And in the past, we have held special services commemorating these two occasions, right? Um, that's uh, um, one of our slides from um, World AIDS Day 2021, and the other one is uh, the um, graphics from 2014's Transgender Day of Remembrance. We do recognize there's still injustice. There's still discrimination towards people living with HIV and towards transgender persons, right? Um, in Singapore, maybe that there is no physical violence or not much physical violence against transgender people, but there's a lot of other kinds of violence. They encounter issues when they find employment. Um, they struggle in, you know, in schools um, um, because the system does not allow them to live it out, even with parental permission. And there's a lot going on. There's still much work to do. And it's more than just having, holding special services to commemorate these events. We have people living with HIV and transgender persons in our community. And I hope, and I really hope, that they feel that we have lived up to free to first realize everyone's equal. I hope that they feel safe and welcome here just like any other person's. That's not, say, that's not saying that we are a perfect community. We are not. But I hope that we have made progress through these years. I hope that we are space that's able to learn and grow so that we are more and more inclusive. Inclusion is not something that is static. Inclusion is something that continues to expand outwards. Just like God's love is you know, infinite, we are trying to push so that we reflect God's love for all people. In this afternoon, we are holding our AGM, and that's part of the how we go from here. I think that uh, it is, um, uh, I really want to encourage you know, folks who have not thought of staying back this afternoon to join us. Because even if you're not a member, it's good to understand how we operate as a church polity, because the members vote for the decisions that we have, and you and how we run this church, you have a stick in it as well. This is our community, 
right? And we want to be able to include everyone in that decision-making process. So every year before the AGM, we send out a survey. You know, it's a power survey to find out where we are. And uh, we made a lot of progress in the report. Um, for those of you who are members, you've probably seen the results. Here's a flash of it, you know, um, um, about the church. And there are two, or there are a couple of questions that, you know, that surprised me in some ways. Um, and it is, um, and they are the ones that are in red, of course. Um, and one of the questions is, quite interesting, the other members of FCC are committed to spiritual growth. And 44.7% of people agree. Um, I thought that that was rather judgmental because it's talking about other people not committed to spiritual growth. But it's interesting to, to note because um, it dropped almost 20% from 2022 to 2023. So we have, we have, the, well, we have not, we have made, uh, well, instead of progress, we have taken a, a large step backwards. And, but I wonder what, what that is, right? Because this... Um, uh, spiritual growth is a very nebulous thing. It might mean different things to different people, and you know, and and, and it will be good to to think about. So I'm curious. I want you to go to Menti. How does being committed to spiritual growth look like to you? So that I get a feel, because the survey question only gives you a range, right? Um, of asking, you know, how are people committed to spiritual growth? And 44.7% says, you know, I agree with that people in church are committed to spiritual growth. But how does it look like? Because, um, because if we don't know how it looks like, then we wouldn't know how to tackle this, right? I think it's an important um, question to reflect on. Um, take your time. I'm not um, living out the Jesus way. So maybe... 56% of people says no. 56% of people don't see people in the community living out the Jesus way, having faith. That's also a bit nebulous because what does having faith mean, right? Um, because a lot we need to. I feel that we need to clarify and be clear about what things are, um, because what you understand as having faith and what I understand as having faith and what's, you know, you know, what Jamie thinks having faith is, what Jeffrey thinks having faith is, what Gary thinks having faith is, might be very different. Because we don't articulate all these things. But it's helpful to clarify them so we are on the same page. We're not working on different things. Uh, looking out for each other's growth as well as our own. Intentionally finding and following Jesus in all areas of our life. Um, loving God wholeheartedly, which may be challenging if I'm not a praying warrior. Um, so very clear here that this person sees that praying is a kind of um, um, spiritual growth. So if I don't see, uh, if this person doesn't see other people praying, then may, that may lead this person to think that you know they are not committed to spiritual growth. But how our faith is lived out might be quite different with one another. Right? For some of us, you know, worship and music um, is an essential part. For others, it might be silence and meditation. For others, it's being with nature, 
for others is serving. We all, you know, we, we know that those of us who are in relationships will think, will know there are different love languages, right? I think there are different faith languages as well. Not everything works for everybody, right? Bible study and more Bible discussion than social connection, reading the Bible, growing in knowledge and acting in a way consistent with it, having involved in at least one ministry in church, cell group attendance is poor, listening to the now um, word of God for your life and doing as God's desire, loving your God, your, yourself and your neighbour, a good follow-up with one another, at least that's for me, believe that God is in control, not feng shui, not power, not money, not luck, going through life through God's lenses, making time for less fun aspects of church, cell group studies, volunteer work, Always know that you have God with you, committed to loving people. Thank you. Thank you for all of your um, reflection. So what did I do you know, when I was preparing the sermon? Um, I asked ChatGPT. And surprisingly, ChatGPT is quite good at giving a definition in this situation. Spiritual growth refers to the d- development and deepening of one's spiritual or inner life. It involves exploration and understanding of personal beliefs, values, and purpose, often leading to an increased sense of connection with something greater than oneself. Quite a chunk, but very accurate. It is about inner life, our own. And I think sometimes it's not fair to ask the question, how do you think other people are committed to their own spiritual growth? Because inner life may not be easy to see. It's inside. Jesus taught us to pray, right? And pray not that the hypocrites and show everybody how we are praying. So how do we know if someone else is not a prayer warrior? We pray in our own time, in our own way, and that's something to think about. Just because we are not seeing someone praying in front of us doesn't mean that that person doesn't, isn't engaged or committed to spiritual growth. Right? It's the inner life that's hard to see. Right? It requires vulnerability and a deep knowing of that person and walking with that person to know. And we don't declare to everyone, you know, I just prayed this morning. Right? It also requires exploration and understanding of personal beliefs and va- values and purpose. And often we do very well on the beliefs and maybe the values, but the purpose part, maybe as a community, we need some working on, and that's my own reflection. And then it leads to a sense of connection to something greater than ourselves. That's connection with God, and connection in community. When we understand the calling of this community and the purpose that drives us and what God has placed on us, we feel connected to something bigger than ourselves. And that's very key, right? Now, there is additional part that GBT said. This journey may include me, Practices such as meditation, prayer, self-reflection, the pursuit of wisdom, ultimately aiming for a more profound sense of meaning and fulfillment in life. So my question to you 
right? Is this. Where are you on your personal sense of um, meaning and fulfillment in life? You know, between one to five, you know, one is very poor and five is very good. Where are you at? In your personal sense of meaning and fulfillment in life. Thank you. More than half says good or very good. And not judging, you know, just say it like it is, right? And thank you for your honesty, the person who says very poor. Because what we want to do is take a snapshot of where we are here today. And hopefully, next year, in 2024, we can revisit this and see where we are at a year's time. Right, that's what snapshots are for, to see where we move. And this is what I learned you know, in coaching um, and you know, and, and, and what really helpful is the question asked is, where are you now? Are you a three or four? And the next step, I was actually invited to, no, so now you say you are three, how do you move on to a four? What are the things that you need to do to get to a four? The objective is not to get from three to ten, or here from one to five. The objective is to move the needle in the positive direction and the incremental things that we can do to move there. And that's the invitation that I have opened up for you. 42 of you responded. More than half of you say good. Three of you say very good. And so it's more than, you know, and nine. So in a way that, you know, the, the, the people who feel it's poor or very poor are maybe a third of the people responded, or less than a third. A quarter, less than a quarter. Excellent. Wherever you are, I hope that we are able, as a community, walk together next year, moving forward, to move the needle that direction. I have to alert you, though. I mean, we have spoken to this before, in a time before COVID. I don't remember saying this, um, and maybe Pauline has, after COVID until now. The church is like a gym. You cannot grow spiritually unless you put in effort. You don't go to the gym and just sit there and not do anything, expect your muscles to grow. The same for spiritual growth. But it also requires the right kind of exercises. Spiritual growth requires inner work because it requires us, it has to do with our inner life. And this is where I, I know that a lot of us struggle with because there is so much going on inside that it's hard to sit down and be quiet because there are also voices and struggles that we do not want to deal with. There's things that are overwhelming and emotions that threaten to overwhelm us. So we have been, many of us, run away from our inner life because of our experiences, experiences of hurt, um, experience, and, we are, and sometimes it's unwilling to see where we have gone wrong, the mistakes that we made, where we have sinned. When Jesus taught us this is how you should pray, you know, the Lord's Prayer, we're not just meant to recite the prayer. And one of the first things I learned in life, you know, being Christian, is to learn to memorize the Lord's Prayer. 
and I know how to recite it without, you know, just the words. But there is more power to it when we allow it as a means to look into our inner life, not just saying the words, but reflect. We say, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. It's an invitation to do inner work. Not just say, forgive us our sins, and then like it's a blank check, right? This is everything washed away. But to think about exactly where we have sinned, where we have gone wrong. That's the kind of inner work that's required. And know that even though we have sinned, even though we have made mistakes, we are still loved. That is what Pauline and I and many people you know, from the pulpit, in the community as leaders, tell you, you are beloved and God loves you just as you are. Because that is a fundamental starting point. You cannot lose God's love for you. And once you're secured in that, that you need to have you need to really have 100% faith in that, that you are loved, that God loves you no matter what. And from that secured position, you can start doing the inner work and confront all the different things that you need to deal with. To know that, okay, now I can deal with this. I made a mistake here. I did this wrong. And I can, I can accept that. And I know that God will not abandon me God still loves me even though. And what God wants is for us to grow through that and not make those mistakes again. I want to invite you not to treat church as a hospital or clinic when you come only when you have problems or when you are in need of something. Yes, there will be occasions where you struggle with something and you, know, you need support and we are here for you. But that should not be then it, but for people who come to hospital, who go to hospital, when they're done and they're healed, they don't go back to hospital anymore. Right? This is a community where we walk with you in a holistic way. We want to walk with you in your good times and your bad times. We want to be community, we want to be family. We also want to invite you not to treat church like a social club where you come here to just make friends. We want you to become part of a community where we walk each other towards growth and wholeness in Christ. That's our vision for 2023, and that's the end beyond, right? And this walking each other, we want you to treat this like a gym. And while Pauline and myself are often um, like, you know, paying attention to people who are, you know, having acute problems, something happened in their lives, whether it's loss of a loved one, breakups and whatnot. We also want to invite you to treat us as gym instructors. You don't go to gym instructors when you have issues. You go to gym instructors because you have some goals in mind. It may be aesthetic, you know, I want six-pack, right? It may be for fitness, you know, I want to maintain good cardiovascular health so that I don't get a heart attack further down the road, right? You have certain goals. And I want to invite you to think about these goals and approach us, Pauline and myself, as your gym instructors in some way. 
We may not have the capacity to walk with every single person, right? Because if there are 100 of you, then, you know, divide between me and Pauline 50, we have to take care of 50 people in one year, oh my God, you know. But I think that too often people think that I only go to the pastors when I have an, an emergency. That's not true. That's not true. It may be good to have a session with us to start off, you know, I mean, those of you who have been to, um, you know, start a program with a gym instructor or for myself, I went to Pilates instructor. The first session is to set goals and to understand this, you know, to understand where I am at, for the instructor to understand where I'm at. And then the instructor gives me instructions and a program of what to do. And that might be something that you might be interested in. And I would like to engage it maybe more in, in a more holistic, you know, more mass, you know, factory way. I'm sorry, maybe we cannot do it one-on-one. -on -one. But we can go do a session where we gather, you know, those people who are interested, and then, you know, we can use Menti or other tools to, to develop something for ourselves, to set goals. Hmm, theme of the, of the, of the day, huh, for the day. So think of us in that way. Now, one of the amazing things that we started is the Spiritual Companions Program for our leaders. So for our leaders, they actually have, the leaders in our church, they actually have a spiritual companion to walk with them and to, to like a companion, to equip and to help them grow in different ways of their, of their spiritual life. And I hope that by doing so, that that also improves how our leaders can minister to other members in our community. That there's a trickle-down effect, right? Um, but think about it. You know, what's your goal, right? The other question that jumped up from the survey is, as a member of FCC, I know what's expected of me. And 58.5% of people agree. And this is a drop. 27.2% from 2023 to 2022. Uh, no, from 2022 to 2023. And this is a, almost a 30% drop, you know. And I was wondering, what did we do wrong? That members of FCC do not know what's expected of them? So I, and so I had a few conversations with a few people to suss out exactly what's going on with this question and how people responded. It cannot be that the people who responded to questions are newcomers. Because we don't have that many newcomers, right? It cannot be, it's not a 30% of people. So there might be something about this year that created this situation where people don't know what is expected of them. I've heard from some of the conversations that maybe our approach that we always go by, always by invitation, never by coercion. We are more of the soft approach rather than you must do this that people feel that they don't know what is expected of them. Coming from a Singaporean culture, we are, we are told what to do. It's a very different... We need to have a m mental shift, right, to an environment where we are told, you know, you explore, right? You figure out along the way. And you're not told exactly what is expected of you. I think that's something that I come to realise, right? I used to say... I mean, some of you might have heard this before. When you come to this church, just find, start finding your place here. When you come to feel that you belong, you will automatically know what you would do, what to do, right? 
And I used to give the example of picking up dirty cups and putting them in a sink or washing it because one moves from a feeling like you are a guest to feeling like this being home. You know, your family, you're part of the family, you're at home, so you automatically wash the cups because that's what you do at home. Well, I reflected a bit and go, that's my assumption. Because that's my, those are my values or those are my, the way I see things. And they may not be what, how you see things. And this assumption may not be helpful at all. I mean, when I'm at a close friend's house, I will help to wash up, right? And, and you know, chit-chat as we go along. But when I'm a guest at someone's house I'm not really close to, right? I don't. Because to some people, a guest washing up is an insult to the host. It's like, yeah. And, but all these assumptions are my own assumptions. I don't think it's fair to, to, to see it that way. And Bernay Brown says, being clear is being kind. And being clear on what we expect from folks would clear up a lot of misunderstanding and unnecessary frustrations. Because I have so many assumptions and I realize that I don't communicate them. And it ends up, you know, in rather unnecessary conflict. And I want to invite you to Think about this, right? And for those of you who are members, in, especially for those who are members, if you are not a member yet, that's fine. Uh, and I want to invite you to also participate in this way, right? In our membership form, we set out several expectations. You sign the form, you better know what's inside. <laughs> I will regularly participate in FCC services and community life. I will attend FCC as my primary church, and I will make regular financial, financial contributions as best I can. These are expectations that set forth in our membership covenant with one another. Of course, the church also has its own covenant, no commitments to make to everyone. We promise that we will walk with you and help you grow in your spiritual life. For one, right? Now, David talked about money last, and giving last week. And I'm not going to dive into that. I want to talk about the first one. I mean, regularly attending FCC as a primary church, well, you know, I mean, that's kind of clear, right? If, if you're not attending FCC as a primary church, that's fine. You know, you're a visitor. And we have different expectations for that. But for someone who is attending FCC as a primary church, member or not, what does regularly participating in Sunday service and community life mean? For some, it can be, for the many volunteers that we have, to step up and serve. Being on the production ministry, the welcome ministry, the worship team, the different aspects of the Sunday service. But I want to highlight, participate in Sunday services also means just being here on Sunday. Do not underestimate what that means to people around you. Do not underestimate how it feels to come in a place where you see familiar faces every week. It feels home. It gives people a sense of stability, a sense of, yeah, that 
even if you don't know that person's name, you know, you nod to each other, you say hi to each other, you know, on, when, when you are here, that is part of being in community life. I think that this hybrid thing that we are able to broadcast on YouTube is a boon, it's a, it's a great gift, especially for those who cannot be physically with us, right, for different reasons. We have members who moved overseas and from somewhat, some of them have shared with me, they could not find a community with our values that resonate with them in the same way. They could not find that. So they are watching our services right now. Hi, Jay, you know, all the way in Canada. That is one dimension. The other dimension is people who are in countries where there are no progressive church, there's no space for LGBTQ person to go worship and be part of community that's, that they can be fully themselves. We have a few of these people in our midst and we serve them through this hybrid means. I think that it is important to recognize that. But... Watching the service online isn't the same as being physically here. It's not the same as seeing each other in person and interacting. And sometimes when someone's going through a bad, bad period of time or bad patch, it is those who are present and physically here who mediate the presence of God for them. That you are the presence of God and love for them. And you are here to minister to them. God is using you. We come to church, not for ourselves, but for each other. I remember a sermon that I heard many years ago when I was in seminary. And the preacher said, if all of us came to church when we need church, then the church would be pretty empty. And when the time that we really need it, there's no one there. And I think that that's the state of many churches. Not us, fortunately. But let's not move into that direction. Because it's so tempting to just turn on the TV, log into YouTube, and then you know, watch services. But lose that connection to something bigger than ourselves. We come to church for each other. I also want to lift up all the different ACE events that we had since um, we opened up after COVID. ACE events, for those of you who don't know, are after, ch after church events. Thank you to every person who stepped up and offered your time, your love and your skills, you know, whether it's making uh, prayer rope or you know, um, cooking, um, making acha. It is a way that we create opportunities to socialize and to have people come physically to church on Sundays. Last week, we had an ace that was supposed to make ornaments for Christmas trees. And it was cancelled because there was a lack of sign-ups, right? I think that the organizers really put in a lot of effort to make it happen. They got the materials, they even had a dry run in cell group, right? And it's heartbreaking that, you know, People were interested. It could be that not many of us put up Christmas trees in Singapore, so making an ornament is kind of, you know, 
but I really want to applaud and appreciate their love and their effort, right? That said, looking into 2024, we want to think about how we run ACE and how we curate it in a way that aligns with our objectives and build community and also, you know, um, align with individuals' objectives of spiritual growth, right? Things can be done in the, you know, jiggle it a little bit um, and to make it work. Um, and that's something to think about. And why to invite you to think about it, right? Next year's team is Sela. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Sela is a word that's used 74 times in the Hebrew Bible. Um, its etymology and precise meaning are known, though there are various interpretations that are given. It is probably either a liturgical or musical mark or an instruction on the reading of the text with the meaning of stop and listen. You know, it's like a pause. It's like in the music, those of you who have learned music, it's like rest. You pause. And we want to pause, stop and listen as we seek renewal of identity, renewal of our culture, renewal of our purpose, renewal of our community, and renewal of our well-being. We are deliberately slowing down, especially for Pauline and myself. That would mean that we require all of you to step up. For some of you, it is a step up to lead. For some of you, step up to serve. Creating these opportunities will be helpful, but to, to renew ourselves, you know, stop, pause, listen to what we are heading on to next, what we are going to do. We already have some plans in place. I'm not going to let the cat out back because that's part of our AGM later. So come this afternoon to find out more. But as we move into 2024 and beyond, we need everyone on board. That's why this sermon arc is called Everyone. Sharing the same values, the same understanding of what we mean by following Christ, and on the one hand, learning, and on the other hand, living out what we learn. That's what spiritual growth is means the deepening of our inner life, the exploration and understanding of personal beliefs, values and purpose, so the learning part, and then living it out so we feel connected to something bigger than ourselves. It's not just learning for the sake of learning, but it goes to something else. I will say this, right? This is what I've observed, you know, not just in FCC, but a lot of Christians they, we dive into Bible study and do it like an academic exercise to learn the truth. At the same time, it does not translate into what is lived out. It is just academic. Because oftentimes, we struggle with the inner work that needs to be done in that process as well. It's asking ourselves the questions, after reading this passage and learning about this passage, what do I take away from here and what change 
is God inviting me to have, to make, in my life? What homework do I have to do? When I read about the passage, when Jesus says, you know, when you bring an offering to the table, if you have a disagreement, we have a brother has a, or a sibling have a disagreement with you, leave the offering, go and settle it with your sibling first and then come back. And who comes to your mind as a sibling that has something against you? And are we willing to go settle it, right? To, go, to reconcile, to work through that and then come back rather than just take it as academic exercise. Oh, that's what Jesus said and not live it out. That's the invitation to translate what we learn, our values, because we can have values and beliefs, but they don't translate into action, you know. And that's sometimes for myself as well. I might say that I'm environmentally friendly, but then every time you know, I don't bring a disposable, I, I use disposable stuff at the same time. You know, I just ask myself, you know, my values, do it, does it translate over here? And I need to recognize, you know, yeah, it doesn't translate over here, and what can I do more? Right? And that's the invitation. I'm taking a break tomorrow. <laughs> And I'll be back for Christmas. And I'll be preaching again on New Year's Eve. And I want you to do some homework between now and then for the next couple of weeks to think about, you know what? What is going to be 2024 be like? If you feel you're not growing spiritually, I want to invite you to think about that. Now, this is the invitation what have you been doing to grow spiritually in 2023? We're now the last week of November. If you just start doing something now, it's kind of like late. But it's still, you can start anytime. But for those of you who have been on this journey with us since the beginning of the year or even before that, what have you been doing to grow spiritually in 2023? It's an invitation to think about that, to review the year in a way. And then when we take stock, then we can look into 2024 and see what we can do differently, what we can do more of. Going to church regularly, meditation, right? Sleep more, yes. Sometimes we deprive ourselves of sleep, you know, just scrolling, doom scrolling through Facebook or, or Instagram or watch YouTube until, you know, two in the morning and then we complain that we do not sleep enough. Praying regularly. Pause and lean into God, yes. Attending church regularly was a good start. Learning to trust God. Join ministries in FCC. Make a decision not to run away anymore and see what God has to offer. Yes. Listen more, react less. This one I need to learn from you. <laughs> I think I react a lot and I don't listen enough. Making time to pray and reflect daily. Uh, obeying the Lord even though it's uncomfortable, especially in social situations. Cultivating intimacy with Jesus more intentionally. Copy the Bible and meditate on what I've copied and see how it applies to me. Yes, that's a, that's a spiritual discipline. 
making a commitment to growth, being committed to cell group, initiating spiritual activities for cell group, listening to more Christian music again, yes. Reading Unlocking the Bible for, by David Paulson. I don't know that book, but there are a few books, and we are going to start on a few book studies next year. Reading is an is a important part. That is part of the exercises that I would think, you know, there are people who come to me and say, like, I want to understand, those, understand the Bible better. And say, I recommend you this book. Then they gave me that look like, no, I don't want to read. If we want to learn something, we need to do the work. And I want to encourage you to step into the uncomfortable zone and make a commitment. The reading might be just maybe 20 minutes a day, right? Um, just read a chapter and... You know, and I think that you'll be helpful with both groups because we are committed as a group to read together and then we discuss about you know, what thoughts come to mind and we grow from there. Right? Spiritually lost for some gap years. Can you scroll up? I saw one that says about and trying to get back early this year. Yes. There are times that we go into a season that we are lost and wondering. They may not be, uh, it might not be a bad thing, it might be a, journey, a time of discovery and, and unlearning in some ways, but welcome back, right? Hope that we can walk with you um, and engage, right? Um, praying and doing God's will and finding myself. Yes, it's the same, and they're not separate things. I would tell you, to be very honest, that inner work is not easy, even for myself, Right? There are times that I distract myself because the emotions that surface and the, and the disturbances maybe is so overwhelming that I'd rather distract myself by watching lots of YouTube um, rather than doing the work to sit down and work on myself, the inner work. Um, sometimes confronted with some things, it just triggers a lot of the memories to surface and, need, and I needed help to help unpack that. And I hope that we are able to create that space to allow and to help you feel safe to unpack those things. Because I could only unpack those things when I felt safe with my therapist. And I think that that helped me discover certain things. It is not just enough for us to tell you, you need to, you know, the church is a gym, you know, you just do it. We also need to create that safe space for you to explore, for you to unpack those things. We are not going to become a counselling centre, that's for sure, Right? We can certainly connect you with people who, are, who will be able to help you if you need more help beyond our expertise. But the inner work needs to be done for us to grow spiritually, to heal emotionally and psychologically and physically even. And that's the journey that we are on. That's the, the look ahead into 2024. I hope that we are able to continue on this because I really love that when Pauline came up with the vision, walking each other towards growth and wholeness in Christ, she hit, she hit the jackpot. It was so resonating with me, you know. 
to walk each other. And that's what we do. You walk with me as I walk with you. And that's the companionship on that journey. We're not going to stop there. Just because 2023 is over, that the vision is gone, and then we come with a new vision. I think we are going to continue doing that in years to come. It is part and parcel of our culture, our values, and how we do church. And I hope that you allow us to walk with you. Let us pray. God, in this season, as we take stock of the year that's almost over and look within ourselves, for much of it, we give thanks. We give thanks for your love that's unfailing, your love that is a constant in the craziness that's called life. We give thanks for the different blessings that we received. And we also want to give thanks for the challenges that we encounter, the challenges that push us out of our comfort zone so that we're not stuck within ourselves, but understand that we are connected to something bigger than ourselves, that we are called to a larger life, and we are told, do not be afraid. So God, I lift all of us up, all of us as we look back into 2023, and as we think about where we want to be and how we want to be, to be in 2024. What areas and what goals do we have for ourselves? Not in terms of financial growth, but our spiritual growth. How will that look like for each one of us? And how do we make plans for ourselves? So God, inspire us, prompt us, kick us in the butt, get us out of our comfort zones. So we live more and more into your love and grow more and more into the likeness of Christ. All this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We gather each Sunday at this table, even though at this time we are not all physically together. The table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. The cross is two lines intersecting. The cross is where sorrow meets joy. Where pain meets healing, fear meets faith, death meets resurrection, hate meets love. Together, this table... At the intersection where two lines meet... This table is a declaration that love is stronger. Love is stronger than hate, stronger than death.
This table where we break bread is a table of love, the center where love flows. This table is one of awareness, awakening, of forgiveness, of reconciliation, of salvation, of love. With grateful hearts, we break the space of history to share in your vision of sharing at your table where we are all equal, all are free. We ask you to bless this bread and this cup. Through this meal, make us the body of Christ that we may join with you in promoting the well-being of all creation. Amen. We remember on the night when Jesus and the disciples had their last meal together, Jesus took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it. He gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, which is broken for you. Take and eat it, and as often as you do, remember me. In the same way, he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to the disciples. He said, Drink this, all of you. This cup is a new covenant, poured out for you and for many. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. I now invite the stewards to come forward to distribute the elements. If this is your first time joining us, please hold on to the elements as we will partake of it together. And if you are joining us online, this is a, a good time to prepare your elements so that we may partake of it together.
God bless these simple elements so they will nourish and strengthen us in body and in spirit. Let us partake the elements together. May I invite you to stand in body on your spirit to join in this prayer. Together, Lord, Lord make us instruments of your peace. Where, where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, for it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Please be seated. Welcome once again to the Sunday service of Free Community Church, where free stands for First Realize Everyone's Equal. I do really think that you know, FCC does emphasize on free very often, but we seldom emphasize on community and church. But yet, if you come here, you see that FCC is not a mega church. Your presence makes a difference. You might think that if you don't come one week, yeah, nobody notice. You don't come two weeks, nobody notice. Then the habit becomes very scary because it's so easy to just, you know, not come to church because it's just built into us already. I mean, you know, the inertia is always there to not do something. But again, I'll say that if the church was a gym, then I probably wouldn't be here also. <laughs> but then, well, we'll see. But, you know, I mean, the church is different things to different people. You come to get your needs fulfilled. But as Pastor Mia has preached, you come to have your needs fulfilled, but you also come to fulfill other people's needs. So if you're missing for a few weeks, unfortunately, uh, we are not a very uh, on-the-ball kind of church where people will start to you know, message and call you, hey, why you're not in church, why you're not in church, why you're not in church. But I just want to assure you that your presence will be missed if you're not here. So do come. And if we fail in connecting with you in any way, uh, I urge that you give us some opportunities. Continue to uh, be patient with us as we continue to learn uh, and grow in our faith and really true, uh, truly become you know, disciples of Christ to let you know that you know, God really loves you for who you are. So, you know, as the slide says, welcome home. May FCC be a home for you, be a safe place for you and for you to also connect with each of us when you come every Sunday. So if you're new to church, or if you're not so new to church, but you feel that you have not found this place being a home yet, uh, we encourage you to come and uh, leave us your details at fcc.ly slash welcome. Or also come and join us at our newcomers meeting, which is actually today, immediately today after service, uh, at the room behind. 
So uh, come and join us for the newcomers, uh, newcomers meeting so that you can find out more about FCC, find out how you can actually make this place your home because we do not want you to just be a guest because we want you to be part of the family. If you miss today's newcomers meeting, you may send an email to info at freecomchurch.org. Uh, every, every month, we actually do have a newcomers meeting uh, to just uh, let you get to know us better. Next, uh, this is our collection uh, segment of, for the service. Uh, we actually make collection for two funds. One is the FCC General Fund and one is the FCC Building Fund. Uh, the good news is probably by the end of this year or early next year, we'll be able to finish paying off uh, the mortgage of this place already. But then we'll be creating a new fund next year for you guys to give. But whatever it is, I think that... Uh, the generosity of everybody that has given to church is the reason why FCC could have survived for the past 20 years. So you may give by pay now by scanning the QR codes or you may give by credit card at freecomchurch.give.asia. So if you would like to give uh, uh, by dropping into the collection bags, you may raise your hands later and then uh, the stewards will go to you. But let us now give thanks and pray for the giving. God, indeed, we give thanks to you for the presence and the existence of Free Community Church. And though a lot of times the world teaches us uh, instant gratification, that we put our needs above others, that the individual is more important than the community, but we know that you call us to be a community and you call us to be people of faith. God, we just continue to pray for wisdom and guidance as we look back in the year look back on the year that has passed, but we also look forward to the year that is coming. And we just continue to pray that we may be able to discern what you're calling us to be and how you want us to move along so that more people can get to know you, can get to know your love, and get to know your presence in their life. For we know that this is a world that is very broken, but yet we are here, with every steps that we can take, with every actions that we can take, we know that we can make this world a better place because of your love for us. We lift up everything onto you. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. Can we now ask the stewards to come forward to take up the offering? You may raise your hands if you want to drop something into the world. The offering back. So now is the announcement segments. First is the Mandarin Ministry is having two sessions on some biblical teaching. It's called Huo Chu Tidu Jiao Dao San. This is already the third, third and fourth. This will be the third and fourth uh, teaching in this series. So the Tidu Jiao Dao San is about yeah, then I had to Google what does Neitu means. And it's actually about inner living, which is actually uh, preached about and shared about in, in, in the sermon just now. So it's actually about uh, living, out the, living out your inner life in Christ, to grow in Christ and to manifest in Christ. So this will take place on 28th of November and 12th of December. There's no signing up uh, included. You just need to show up in church 
and then you can actually just join in this uh, series of teachings. I think that this is uh, an effort by the Mandarin ministry that we sometimes just you know, think like, oh, yeah, I don't really speak Chinese, so I don't want to come and attend this. But they actually put in a lot of effort to uh, learn and to teach. So please uh, do join them if you are free on those days to come for these events. Next. There's also going to be a new online cell group that was started in 2024. This is just for online because currently cell groups are either uh, on-site, uh, meeting in person, or actually hybrid. But we realise that there are a lot of people uh, due to their own circumstances, whether they are overseas or work or any other reasons, they cannot meet on-site, uh, in person. So we are going to decide to start an online cell group. So if you are interested, you may sign up fcc.ly slash new online CG. Next, Christmas is coming and this year's the theme for Christmas is immeasurably more. We know that this Chinese translation is not very good, but then uh, yeah, most of us are Tia Kang Tang one. So in case you do not what yeah, you, in case you do not know what Tia Kang Tang is, most of us are English educated, so our Chinese is actually not that fantastic. But immeasurably more is actually talking about the immeasurable love that God has for us. This will be a bilingual service. Uh, it's happening on Christmas Eve itself. It will be a candlelight service and dinner will be served after service. So it's happening on 24th of December, Sunday at 5pm. So we invite you to come along, invite your family, friends, close friends, for this is one of those uh, seasons where... Uh, FCC tries to outreach to people who do not know, I mean for people who do not know more about the existence of FCC or for people or for you to actually just introduce to your friends that this is a church that you're attending. So we hope to see you for Christmas service on 24th of December, Sunday at 5pm. So don't show up at 10.30pm because 10.30am because we won't be here. Okay. And last but not least, just a reminder that AGM is happening today at 1.30 to 3.30 so in case, uh, we really do invite you to come and join the AGM because we realise that, you know, we, 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 don't want it, we don't want the AGM to become a yearly event that is just, you know, the few board members and the pastors up here just telling you, hey, what's going to go on, what's happening, we review, we tell you what's next year and then you just say, okay, okay, okay. Uh, we really do want to hear your input because FCC is a congregational church. We do not want to be just telling you what we want to do, but we want to do things that you want us to do because you put us up here and you, you, know, uh, uh, you gave us the authority and the mandate, but we want to hear you. So do stay back for the AGM, 1.30 to 3.30. If you cannot stay back, uh, you may join uh, AGM online, fcc.ly slash AGM2023. Okay? Now we will invite Pastor Miao to come out and give the benediction. May I invite you to stand in body or in spirit. God, as we end the liturgical year, we step into the season of Advent, a season of preparation. May you help us also prepare ourselves. May we till the soil 
to get ready to sow the seeds for next year's harvest. May we pause and listen to what you might be speaking into our lives. And may we always know that we are your beloved and you are sending us out to bring love and light into the world where a world that's broken and so in need of peace and love. So may we always remember that we are made in your image and we carry your image into the world. Go in peace and love always. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you again next week. And uh, we also have uh, folks uh, who will be coming up in front for those who are in need of prayer after service. And those who are, of you who are new to FCC, um, we have the newcomers meeting in the room at the back. Thank you. Thank you.